History of a Haunting is brought to you by Love Heals Rescue. Hi guys. Hey everybody. I'm Carrie. I'm Archie. And we have a guest with us today, my roommate Edward. Yay. Okay, so we want to get started here real quick um, with a recap of the Velisca episode that we did last week. Uh, I did say in the episode we bring up, you talk about how there was a rash of murders that were very similar. Yes. Going on across the country, and I was wondering if the In Cold Blood murders were part of that. And then you told me shocking information that you had no idea what that was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Edward, have you heard of? Yeah, oh, see, he's looking at you like you're crazy. Truman Capote. That, Thank that, that, you. There's a, the great movie Capote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch Capote. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't really need to care about the murders. It's just one family. Yeah. But, yeah. But the story <laughs> is amazing. Uh, it is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So come to find out that was actually not anywhere near the Velisca murders. Those murders were in the Kansas. in Kansas in the late fifties. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I was wrong. It had nothing to do with it. And I brought it up for nothing, except for now everybody knows that you have no idea. That I haven't seen the movie Capote. Yes. Yet another movie that I haven't seen. Have you seen To Kill a Mockingbird? No. Have you heard of it? Yes. And did you know that she was best friends with Truman Capote? No, I did not. And she went with him to Kansas. To research and... Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then later he became bitter and claimed that he wrote to, to Kill a Mockingbird for her. But that's a whole that's other... That's a whole other podcast we should probably get into later. All that right. sounds really interesting. <laughs> Archie's like, I'm bored already. I, I know. <laughs> He's also the one who created the form. rumor of um, cross-dressing FBI agent or FBI leaders. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and here I thought that was actual, like, fact. No, there's no evidence of it other than Truman Capote just being a bitter, bitter queen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, well, so that's that's uh, lessons all around for everybody. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to, I had mentioned in there that Ghost Adventures had done an episode on this house, and I was going to tell you about Zach Bagans and his idiocy, and then I didn't. Uh, but basically what he did in the episode was he took an ax and he propped it up. He laid down on the floor... I think in the attic, and he propped an axe up above his head, and he dared the spirits of the house to drop it on his head. Oh, God, what a moron. He is a moron. I, I, I'm not a big fan of his brand of theatrics with his paranormal reality show or persona in general, but yeah, so that was <laughs> Zach Bagans and what he did in his show. That's one of those moments when you just kind of hope for a house shifting and gravity to take effect. Right, exactly, or what if he didn't prop it up right, and then, you yeah. know, here we are talking about, you know, the deceased Zach Bagans and his <laughs> dumbass stunt with an axe. Anyway, so um, the other thing is yesterday, my cousin Vicky called, and her husband Greg, apparently, she was like, she saw that we had done Velisca. And she called me and she was like, did you see my post on Facebook? And I said, no, what was it? Apparently her husband, Greg, when he was 16, his grandparents lived in Villisca, Iowa. And he was sent there for a summer as a punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Just to the town, not to the house as a punishment. (laughs) It would have been more interesting, though, if they had sent him to the house to spend the summer. Oh, jeez. Could you imagine? Oh, that would be a problem. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, we have a little bit of a family tie to Villisca, Iowa, and I suppose that's better than having, you know, somebody have been in Trans-Allegheny or 
you know, <laughs> somebody who wants to own the LaLaurie Mansion or whatever. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's my little recap from Velisca episode yesterday and that's not yesterday. Last episode week. episode yesterday, which <laughs> comes after episode day before yesterday. Day before yesterday. What a weird numbering system you guys have here. Yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm bad at math. Oh. Apparently, I'm also bad at days of the week. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Archie, you start saying words now. Okay. Well, I I do not have many close friends, but I do have what I consider to be four best friends: Terry, Edward, Trinity, and Denise. I'm fortunate today to be speaking with Carrie and Edward about a place that Trinity made special to me in Mansfield, Ohio. What we will talk about isn't special per se, but just so happens to be in a city that I have special affinity for. Aww. Um, the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio is probably best known as a filming location for the movie The Shawshank Redemption with Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, which is a movie I've seen. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It is also well Did known. You know it's a book? Oh my lord, yes. Do you know who wrote it? Stephen King. There we go. Okay. Good lord, people. I'm talking (laughs) here. It is also well known in paranormal circles as one of the most haunted prisons and places in the United States. Opening its doors on September 15, 1886, the reformatory was first imagined as a place for reforming inmates, giving them an opportunity to recreate their lives, becoming productive citizens and better versions of themselves. The prison's population was just 150 men between the ages of 16 and 30 when it initially opened. These first inmates were immediately put to work, finishing construction of the reformatory sewer system and building the 25-foot stone wall that surrounded the complex. I always wonder, question, how wise that is. Like the, the security... Of it all. Right, yeah, to Having have the actual criminals housed there be the ones that build it. That know the sewer system and mm-hmm. where it exits and Because whatnot. we've all seen the movie. We know how Andy Dufresne gets out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trend that happened in the reform system for a while around that time period. Yeah. There's other, there's other prisons that, and I'm all for reform. Right. There just seems to be like a moment when you maybe want to not let the murderers... Uh, Because there's one that would let them check out during the day and come back at night on an honor system. Yes, they actually still do that in some countries. But the murderers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's that's the line where I draw. As a matter of fact, the London um, terrorist attack that just happened a couple of days ago, apparently one of the men that went through and tried to stop the the guy, the killer, the Mm -hmm. stabber, um, With a narwhal horn? That, different guy. Oh, but sorry. when the crowd of people who are all being hailed as heroes bum-rush this guy to stop him, one of them was a convicted murderer who is serving life for raping and murdering a disabled woman who happened to be out on a day pass. Wow. And her family saw him on the news outside. And uh, they're saying, what the fuck is... This. Exactly, and he's being hailed as a hero along with everybody else, and they're like, he is not a hero, and what the fuck is he doing out on a day pass? Wow, that's yeah. Crazy. So it's yeah. So that part of it is still happening, but yes, there are the prisons, and Yuma Territorial Prison is another one that was built by the actual convicts, and I just 
I don't know. I, you I, have to question that. I kind of have to question it. <laughs> they did have a remarkable success rate. Okay. It, 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 there, it, it is much more successful than what we're... We, you always hear about the horrible situations. Right. You don't hear about the other 95% of the prisoners that <laughs> are there. That's boring. <laughs> yeah, so... Great, the prison system worked for that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... Yay, reform. Well, with, um, with reformation being the goal, however, inmates were also provided with an education. Per Superintendent Jenkins, reform rather than punishment is the ultimate objective of the Ohio State Reformatory, therefore one of the most important units in this walled city of the reformatory is its school system. Mm. Subjects included what we would consider core classes like reading, writing, mathematics, and social sciences as well Common as... Common core? Oh god. <laughs> no. As well better. as... Not, cool. Yeah. Okay. okay. As well as trades such as engineering, plumbing, and electrical mechanics. Thus, early inmates were provided with rehabilitation tools as well as the means of self-support after parole. When it was finalized in 1919, it had the biggest self-sufficient steel cell block in the world with 600 singular cells that were arranged six floors high. Now, you have been there, but you've never been in, right? I've never been inside. But you have I've been... seen it. Okay, okay. And, of course, as with all institutions created to humanely reform or repair inmates, this ideal fell by the wayside as rising prison <laughs> populations skyrocketed. The reformatory became congested, and cells intended to support a single man now contained three. Yeah. The attention changed from renovation to punishing and, or I'm sorry, to punishing disobedient inmates. Along with the likelihood of being tortured, the convicts were also endangered to the extreme by other convicts, horrendous food, rat plague, and transmittable diseases. Special treatment was likely, but only to prisoners who could find the money to pay for it. Of course. Go figure. <laughs> Even though the reformatory was not home to many hardened criminals, the building still had its share of violent episodes. In November of 1926, Urban Wilford became the first officer killed in the line of duty at the reformatory. <laughs> you said duty. <laughs> Philip Orlek, a parolee, had returned to the reformatory and shot Wilford to death while trying to help another prisoner escape. Wait a minute, hang on. He got paroled. He and got then paroled went back. and went back to help another person escape and killed this officer. Cool, okay, so yeah. smart end of the gene pool. Go on. Orlick was eventually captured, tried, and convicted. He was sentenced to death and was executed in the electric chair at Ohio State Penitentiary a year later. So was separate. that a good enough friend to have risked all that for? You don't know. Because I love you, but I wouldn't do it. You just have to fucking stay. I'll write you letters. It's all right. All right. I know, I know you care. <laughs> Christmas um, card every year, I swear. <laughs> I'm not a card anymore. <laughs> we do. We'll, we'll yeah, save a, yeah, a whole bunch she, of Christmas do. emails until you're out. There you go. <laughs> okay. But I'm not coming to break you out. Something to look forward to. <laughs> On October 2nd, 1932, reformatory guard Frank Hanger was beaten to death during an escape attempt by several prisoners. Chester Probasky and Merrill Chandler were convicted of Hanger's murder and, like Philip Orlick, met their fates in the electric chair. July of 1948 marks the date of one of the strangest and saddest events in the history of the Ohio State Reformatory. 
on July 21st in an act of revenge. Two former inmates, again, Robert Daniels and John West, snuck back onto the property surrounding the prison and kidnapped the farm Hold superintendent. Hold on, you write it, <laughs> July of 1948 marks the date of one of the strangest and saddest events in the history of Ohio State Reformatory. On July 21st, in an act of revenge, two former inmates, Robert Daniels and John West, snuck back onto the property surrounding the prison and kidnapped the farm superintendent, John Nibel, along with his wife and daughter, all of whom resided in a small farmhouse near the facility. Yikes. Daniels and West took the family out to a nearby field and killed them all. Several days later, Daniels and West were cornered by police and a shootout took place. In the ensuing firefight, West was shot and killed while Daniels was taken into custody. It was then learned that West and Daniels had killed three other individuals while they were at large. Jesus. Daniels was convicted and sentenced to death. He died in the electric chair in January of 1949. What a busy chair. Yeah, but not all <laughs> of the despair at Ohio State Reformatory was the result of men's violence against their fellow man. Some of it was the result of the conditions they were forced to live in. By the time the reformatory... Well, yeah, it was a prison. They yeah. didn't have much choice. <laughs> well, and also now an overcrowded prison. Mm, yeah. By the time the reformatory no celebrated its 40th anniversary, it was already being accused of having inadequate facilities. Cries of overcrowding and inhumane living conditions were being heard far and wide. The inmates weren't complaining, though, because... <laughs> They knew if they did, they were buying themselves a ticket to visit one of the worst areas of the reformatory, the hole. Ah, uh, the hole. That just sounds like a magical place. Well, solitary confinement is to some people. What <laughs> <laughs> coin? The hole. That's just the friend of. That's that's the nickname of our flight attendant friend. But. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Oh man. <laughs> Solitary confinement in the hole was one place no inmate wanted to end up in. Just like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Archie spends his life trying to get into solitary confinement. <laughs> when you were placed in solitary confinement, you were placed in a tiny room, all alone, in the dark. As to when you came out, well, that was up to the guards to decide. It's no wonder that stories abound of prisoners going insane while they were in solitary. Some are said to have attempted and in some cases succeeded in hanging themselves inside the cells. Hanging themselves inside the cells. That sounds like one of those tongue twisters, like be she sells, one. she shall, she, see, I can't even do she that. can't even do it. <laughs> and apparently one guy even set himself on fire. How you do that How do you in the do hole, that? in the dark, all alone, I don't know. With some better butter. Better butter. <laughs> the darkest incident associated with the hole came in 1957. In response to a prison riot, reformatory officials sentenced over 100 prisoners to 30 days in solitary confinement. The only problem was that the hole was only equipped with 20 cells. Nevertheless, the prisoners were Poor all people jammed. Yeah, they were all jammed inside. This may have been the incident that gave rise to the stories of the hole being haunted. Over the years, footsteps and muffled voices have been heard coming from the solitary confinement, even though there is no one else in the area. If the area is indeed haunted, one can only attempt to imagine the pain these tortured spirits must be feeling. In life, they were forced to live in isolation, and now, not even death has brought them freedom. Their crime forced them to live in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. By the 1980s, overcrowding and inhumane conditions forced the closure of the reformatory, and its last prisoners were soon moved to the newly built Mansfield Correctional Institution, which stands just west of the old prison. 
Oh, okay. Due to its age and condition, the Ohio State Reformatory might have been demolished, and indeed parts of the complex were destroyed shortly after the prison's closure. But in 1995, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was formed with the goal of saving the structure. The organization has turned the prison into a museum and provides tours, both guided and unguided, to visitors for most of the year. Now, they look on Edward's face, unguided. I, I'm just afraid of, like, going unguided, just wander around, end up in the hole, no you one knows. Yeah, about fall you. in the hole, nobody knows. Plunk! <laughs> now, kerplunk. <laughs> the Plank. building itself is probably one of the more beautiful structures I think I've ever seen. It, may it be, is quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful. It might be brick and concrete, but it's a combination of three architectural styles Victorian Gothic, Richardsonian Romanesque, and Queen Anne. It's it's really it's really quite stunning. It is beautiful. What's one of the best qualities of um, that Romanesque or whatever feature? Richardsonian the, Romanesque. Richardsonian Romanesque is the fact yeah. that it looks like many Germanic castles. Oh okay. I'm just testing to see Boom. if you actually knew what you said. Yeah, yes. I okay. I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Who invited this guy? <laughs> well, I want them to have a bistro up there. <laughs> just a little coffee shop. Yeah. That'd be cute. T-shirts. <laughs> well, there, I can tell you about what's going on My nowadays. uncle went to the hole and all I got was this, this stuff. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Go so, on. in addition to the Shawshank Redemption, the Reformatory has had numerous movies, television episodes, and music videos filmed on location. In addition to filmings, the Reformatory is host to the annual Incarceration Music Festival, which in 2020 will feature the most bands to date at 38 bands on two stages for three full days of music and will include more than 60 t tattoo artists. I think that would be really cool. And uh, it's on the grounds. But lastly and certainly not least is Escape from Blood Prison, in which the Reformatory is turned into any man's haunted house. According to their website, the most deranged inmates have escaped from maximum security prisons across the nation and have claimed the Ohio State Reformatory as their new hideout. What goes on inside, it's hard to tell. After one too many unsolved murder cases and creepy clown sightings, the authorities have left these psychopaths <laughs> to themselves. But every Halloween, gates open to this hideout from hell, blood prison. So not only that, it's a haunted house, it's, they offer full immersion touch experience for an additional charge. Oh my god, it's one of those that you have to sign off on. Yep. <laughs> the Which, TSA of haunted houses. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've discussed before that full immersion experiences aren't quite, no. aren't quite our thing. No, uh -uh. Um, Did you hear about the recent one where yeah, they the said that they would, they would possibly injure you? Yeah. And you had to, it was like... I promise not to sue you if you rip out my teeth. Mm -hmm. or no, 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 I do not promise not to sue you if you rip out my <laughs> In teeth. Fact, I will. You know, it was funny too because when we first started doing this podcast, we had promoted it for about a month before we released the episodes. And I had so many friends and family send me articles about McKamey Manor, and they're like, Carrie, you should go to this. And oh, Carrie, I bet this is right up your alley. And Carrie's like, fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, the guy makes you watch a two-hour video beforehand about what you could experience there. You have to sign like a 20 or 40-page waiver, like Edward said, basically 
releasing him from liability if you have any sort of psychological trauma, if you have some sort of like physical, like if you have a fucking heart attack. Oh my God. Yeah, and the, and the actors can not only touch you, but like put you in a box and pour sewer roaches on you or spiders or basically it is a way for him to legally somehow torture, torture. Yeah. people. Um, and if you make it through, he'll give you $20,000. But no one's made it through, and, and that's the whole, like, draw of it. But now there are people that have tried to go through it and are suing him because it is basically just, come in here and let us torture you. And mm. there is a limit to how much you can sign away your own rights. Yeah, that's what I would think. Like, there, if there he kills limit. somebody... Yeah, that's... There, that's too much risk. I can only imagine the insurance coverage this guy has to have. Ah, uh, Jesus, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even want to know. Yeah. On a much lighter note, I, I'm just imagining, because you said that there's music videos there, and so now I'm just picturing the Bengals recording Magic Monday, or Manic Monday. The Wikipedia page actually goes into detail about exactly whose music video and what album and all that's on. So if you did want... Sunshine, lollipops, and <laughs> rainbows everywhere. I'm not seeing any of those in 20 or 30 years. <laughs> See? Look, you have brought full entertainment. All right. Yay. Um, yeah, so no, I... I can do this too. All right, do it. It's great for pad. It's great for podcast. Great for podcast. Can anybody hear that? He's dancing. Can you hear that? <laughs> um, yeah, so no, haunted houses, even if with if they're not touching me, ever since I was a little kid, I've been terrified of haunted houses. So I will not pay somebody to purposely scare me, but I will go into a place that is reported to be. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I pick up an EVP, maybe my little EMF detector goes off, but that's probably the worst of it. There is no evidence that I will pay someone to touch me, but um, <laughs> but to scare me, yeah. no. No, 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 fuck no. Nobody is going to, I'm not going to pay somebody to scare me. So anyway, are we ready for the yeah. uh, haunting what are, what are some of the hauntings? Okay. Uh, now, this is the, you know, actual hauntings. This isn't the haunted house. What, right. they'll, what they'll do to you. Um, what I found was that was interesting is that over 154,000 prisoners did pass through it during its time. However, what's remarkable about that number is that of those, only just over 200 people actually died in it. That's kind of low numbers for... Uh, for 154,000 people that had been had passed, passed through. through it That's good during numbers. its entire time, only 200 of them have actually died there, and two were those guards. Oh. And how many of them were executed? It uh, does not say how many were. I'm assuming... Nobody was technically executed at the reformatory. The, oh. They were transferred to the Ohio State Penitentiary. And executed oh, it's a field trip. There. Yeah, pretty much. That's a oh, one-way yeah. field trip. <laughs> Look, you get to leave the building. Ah, oh, but where are you going? <laughs> oh, number 42678. Oh, he's, he's at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the farm. We, we took him to the farm. There's he's out playing in the fields. Doggies. <laughs> there's a rainbow all bridge. Your old pet dog, your old pet dog. That's funny. <laughs> all right, well, let's start off with the hole. <laughs> That's usually where you end, but okay. 
were going to start there because while you were talking about it, Edward and I were like, hee, 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. Children. It's good that you didn't look Children. up. Children. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast that's read by 12-year-olds. <laughs> okay. So, um, as you mentioned, it's one of the places that nobody wanted to go. Right. Uh, people went crazy. The guy did set himself on fire. How? Will s- always be a question. Still up for debate. <laughs> Uh, So, as a result, it is one of the most haunted locations in the prison. Visitors do report experiencing nausea and discomfort, as well as other phenomena like cold spots and the feeling of being watched. Also, there have been reports of mysterious breathing down their necks. Mm -mm. Hmm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, People often say that they get chills and the feeling that someone is looking out from the dark, empty cells, and some have actually seen glowing eyes. Oh, yeah, that's kind of your eyes have a a certain glow about them, right? (laughs) You should see an eye doctor about that. (laughs) You should see someone about that. It was the flash. (laughs) See, cheese. (laughs) Um, One tour guide said that they worked in Mansfield one year and was assigned to the hole. She and another girl were in the empty space on opposite ends and they heard shuffling down the hallway like people were coming in thinking that it was visitors that didn't know they were there. The girls decided to uh, jump out at these people and scare them. Oh, God. The different... How to get fired in a haunted prison. In a haunted prison. (laughs) So they jump out from their respective sides of the hallway, uh, and they screamed. However, the hallway was empty, and the shuffling noises stopped, so no one was down there. (laughs) It was effective. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instead, they scared themselves. There was a ghost okay. pile of poop on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Um, <laughs> um, I'm packing up because maybe I missed it. How? I can't believe I'm asking this out in, in mixed company. How big was the hole? <laughs> I think it was a they series had, of cells. It's capacity of 20 cells. 20 cells. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. A hole. It was, it was it's not literal. It was a collection that the prisoners of called the hole because. It's okay, 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 just yeah. making sure. Okay, yeah. okay. it's just yeah. a, a term, term of endearment. Okay. <laughs> <Just> on. <laughs> okay. Because you know, it's just once you said that the hole was able to accommodate two women in it, that's what I was like going, "Wow, Luke, <laughs> God." They were tiny, tiny little ones. And they were at opposite ends of the hole, too. <laughs> that really giant hole. Um, are we Go still talking about your friend here? I, or I, I'm not know. really sure. Okay. Um, so the next place we're going to go is the infirmary. Several paranormal investigators have reported strange, even hostile activity in this area. Apparently, many prisoners died miserable deaths in the infirmary. Uh, it has been said that sick and dying inmates were left there without care, and many starved to death uh, because they were too weak to fight off the other inmates that were stealing their food. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. So, quality folks all around. Um, this area is known in paranormal circles to set off EMF detectors, and many claimed who have cap- to have captured clusters of orbs in photographs in this location. Uh, there is... <laughs> yeah, I- Glowing balls. I got them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This, this next part that I'm going to say, I was like, Edward's going to have something to say about this. <laughs> An unexplained gust of air passing by has also been reported by visitors in this area. <laughs> Go ahead, Archie. Just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
smells like farts. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Um, dread and depression also affect visitors when they're down in this well, location? Well, when you're around the, the, the fart air. That yeah, in a dark hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Infirmed also, dark air. Infirmed dark air, yes. <laughs> um, and then cold spots also abound in the infirmary. Now, okay, here we go. <laughs> So what happens when you do a podcast with two 12-year-old gay men. Um, oh, no. <laughs> next place we're going to go is the basement. <laughs> I, what, we, we started with the hole. We're just working our yeah, way up we, from here. Yeah, we, we pretty much started at the bottom. We did. <laughs> okay. The okay. only way to like, possibly make this more giggly is like going, oh, and then there was the haunted titties of the, <laughs> of the prison. That's upstairs. Um, okay. So the basement. Apparently there is a spirit of a 14-year-old boy who was beaten to death in the basement, as, and he has been spotted lingering among the decaying basement walls. And you uh, wanted us to giggle at a 14-year-old kid who was beaten to death? You're a sick woman. <laughs> no, just the name. Just the basement. Oh, okay. Um, RJ had a field day with that word in another episode. He was like, oh, sorry, bye bye. what a different way with that. My bad. <laughs> Um, apparently, this little former employee communicated with psychics how some inmates cornered him in the basement and said, quote, they beat me to death. However, why is unknown. Um, why is there a 14-year-old in a prison? Basement? Exactly. Like, well, why how, is there a fucking kid in there? How, when did the prison open? Um, 1886. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's well, why. That's why. <laughs> okay. I mean... That's literally why. I mean, yeah. He, mm -hmm. Even even a progressive progressive work area, a fourteen year old. Yeah, he could go in there. For sure, child labor laws didn't go into effect until the thirty. Okay. But and even then, like I said, yeah. he could be in there if they're being progressive so and being assistant. And it's not just inmates that are. Okay. Not just inmates. Just a part time job. Cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um. Anyway, it's okay. Uh, others do have claimed to see a small figure running away as if in fear when people enter the area. So that's kind of that sad. That was me. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> that, that's, let's bring it down. Um, all right, next place we're going to go is the library. Psychics visiting the library have reported seeing the spirit of a young woman, possibly Helen, uh, what is her last name, Glatke? Yes, but we'll talk about Helen in a second. Um, Helen, or a nurse who was killed by one of the prisoners. Uh, objects are seen moving around the room. A woman is witnessed to glide across the room as visitors enter, a quick blur and then nothing, where people question if they saw anything at all. And communication has revealed the ghost is um, actually the nurse. Others say it's Helen. We'll get to Helen. Um, <laughs> This Damn it, Ellen. Ellen's <laughs> <laughs> agree. Yeah. Uh, this entity, spirit, said that she, a prisoner killed her and that she stays in the library because I always liked the library. So, oh. okay. All right. I don't, yeah. It's better than moaning Myrtle in the bathroom. What the, f right? is she doing in the boys' bathroom? Is it the boys, the girls' bathroom? Is it the girls' bathroom? It's the girls' bathroom, yeah. I didn't see any girls in there other than Moaning Myrtle. Well, that's because of Moaning Myrtle. They don't ever go in the bathroom because she screams all the time. Okay, so they well, use it. That's why they do the polyjuice potion in there because no okay. one ever uses it. Um, guard sightings. So now the two guards that you talked about. Wait, wait, are we mm -hmm. going to hear about Helen? We are in a Later. second. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I didn't know I cut you off. I no, no, not at all. No, Helen's coupled down. Um, 
guard sightings, people have always felt invisible hands leading them up the stairs, which, yes, they also feel them on the small of their backs and on oh, their arms. Oh, this is their butt. <laughs> but not on their butt. I don't, yeah, maybe not. I wouldn't report that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because definitely, if it happened to me, I've imagined it. <laughs> uh, Frank Hanger, the one that <laughs> you mentioned specifically, um, he was murdered, like you said, by a disgruntled inmate in the 1940s, and he can still be found wandering around in his old offices. I really wanted him to be one of the ones that hung himself. No, that was his last yes. name. Was it Hanger? That's yeah. the last name was Hanger. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sorry about missed that. Missed opportunity there. It is, it is. Uh, now, in this cell block, the six, you said it's six stories, six, six levels? Six stories high, 600 cells. Okay. Apparently, the ghosts have been around for quite a while. When Mansfield was open, inmates told guards that they were scared at night. When sound asleep, they would feel hands grabbing at the bed sheets, like your cats. Mm. And uh, <laughs> with the fabric being pulled tight, like a ghost or somebody was tucking them in. Hmm. That's polite. That's that so is nice. sweet. That's that is sweet. very sweet. Um, now, I, I have a weird technical question that Archie may know the answer to because it relates to your research. Okay. Yeah. The six floors, six, six floors, <laughs> six Words floors are up, like, is, is there a difference in the type of prisoner that we would see as we go up? That, no. Like, oh, you get a view because you're one of the rich prisoners? Well, I mean, seriously. It stands like, to reason because some prisons do op yeah, did they, operate that they way. They do, they, and they still do, even if they're uh, privately owned. So did this one? This one didn't, nothing I've read mentioned that it was like a tier system or anything like that. Okay. Just, um... Was there a separate place for the death row inmates? I would imagine. I... I, I didn't know about that either. I would imagine that. Well, I mean, it was built with the intention of being a reformatory, so there's okay, not yeah, really going true. to be a death row. Okay, that makes but sense. That's why we bust them out <laughs> to the farm. <laughs> Take them to the farm. And what's funny is a lot of prisons in Trans Allegheny, they had farms on property, self sustaining, self sustaining yeah. facilities. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the murders that I did talk about was of the farm superintendent and his family. So. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, uh, inmates were scared to sleep at night. They felt like they were being tucked in by unseen people, things, entities, mm -hmm. whatever. Helen. 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 <laughs> She's coming. Um, so that they would scramble out of bed to see the once loose covers tucked neatly under the mattress. And it is reported that the most violent inmates completely freaked out when this would occur with them. So mm. thank you, Ghost, for freaking out the most violent inmates. Yeah, right. Perhaps you could not do that so to them. you're being haunted by room service? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Housekeeping. There's they, a mint. Housekeeping. There's a mint. Out. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so. mint just hovers about a half foot <laughs> above this. Can't touch me. Can't have me. You're in prison. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, here we come to Helen. Oh, Helen. Helen. Hey! Helen. Yay! Uh, now, this is in the administration wing, and What's I don't know name? if Gladke. I'm Damn, I wanted that wrong. to be handbasket. Handbasket. Chandler Bing's dad. Uh, Helena handbasket. Yes. <laughs> um, 
No, Helen Glatke, and I don't know if you came across this in your research, but she was the wife of Arthur Glatke. Yes. I was prison warden. Ask. Oh. The warden. Uh, the warden. Okay. That's not what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the pharmaceuticals. Glatke, Glatke. Oh, is that... Or, oh, that's Glasky. Glasgow. Is that Glasgow? Glasgow. Never mind. Well, okay. Never mind. I saw the jump, though. Thank I, you. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> it wasn't really meant as a joke. It was actually, I was right. curious if they were related. I saw how you got there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Helen Duty. is the wife of <laughs> Arthur, who was the prison superintendent, um, also the warden, from 35 to 59. Uh, she died unexpectedly because as she reached up onto her closet shelf, I guess they lived on the prison grounds. So as she reached up onto her closet shelf to retrieve her jewelry box, one of Arthur's handguns fell off the shelf and, according to the official report, discharged striking her in the lung. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so two days later, she did die of complications from the injury. She has been reported to be seen either in the infirmary or in the library um, or... Mostly, ghost hunters have smelled the scent of roses, which was her distinctive perfume that is often smelled in the administration wing. And they've also seen Helen walking to her bathroom, which I guess is known as the pink bathroom. Uh, voices are heard as if in mid-conversation. Um, volunteers and tour guides hear a man and a woman talking in the administrative offices when they're shutting down late at night and they think that they are... Um, guests that are still kind of lingering around and kind of hanging mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. So they go to shuttle them out and we're closed and and, and there's, there's nobody, nobody there. there. Yeah, but the, they can still hear the faint whispering in the um, administration wing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's see. You look like you have a question. No. No? Okay. Um, other sightings, these are just random things that folks have said about that they've experienced at the Ohio State Reformatory, um, a visitor with the most beautiful name I've ever heard in my life, Carrie. She said, <laughs> she said, quote, I just got back from visiting Mansfield and we had an experience in the cell marked with an X. Taken um, back to the cell block after a tour, nine of us and a guide heard something in the hallway. Apparently the guide went silent, sounded like running and the guide yelled out running is not allowed thinking that it was a guest uh then she saw nobody in the group was actually missing and all of a sudden a cell door down the hallway slammed shut from where they had just been and knew nobody was at nice uh, as they left they took a look at the tour guide who looked scared and was actually soaked with sweat did they look for the phantom poo from the hole <laughs> i think that was left in the hole okay yeah I, thank god um, now, Gina says that her group was walking down metal stairs from the tower. Her friend um, and her were in the back of the group with some high school students in, the fr in front of them. Apparently, this girl, Gina, said, I'm clumsy, and I held tight to the friend's hand and the railing, and someone slapped her on the back. And they were in the back of the group. She fell forward into her friend and over the side of the railing, like, not like over and off, but just over the side of the railing. Um, <laughs> yeah, six stories up, that's not scary that's at all. That's not terrifying at all. Uh, you guys keep rewriting these into much less interesting stories. <laughs> <laughs> my arm clutched as my muscles pulled, were pulled into a painful angle. Then she fell down on her knees. She spun to face her attacker, and nobody was there. So, wow. no, bye, see ya. 
give me my money back. Just kidding. <laughs> now, good old Randy. Randy says, on my last visit to the Mansfield prison, my camera and recorder picked up some tapping on the walls of a jail cell. Sale? Jail sale? <laughs> what the fuck? Cell. Jail cell. <laughs> Thank you. That. <laughs> on the walls of that. Uh, my friend and I thought it was Morse code, but my buddy, my buddy was military and familiar with the code. He listened closely. It wasn't Morse. We thought it could possibly be a code developed by prisoners to communicate without the guards knowing. Mm. Uh, the tapping noise was caught on our recorder just in that cell and no other time during, during our visit. There was prisoner's code. I'm there, sure. There was a, there, there's an actual cipher that's known as prisoner's code. Really? Yeah. So that, that had to have been what it was, which is really interesting. Oh. I think that's really cool. Um, now let's talk a moment about Elmo the Elemental. <laughs> Go ahead, Archie, say it. No. Say it. Hi, Elmo. Yeah. I'm taking you to hell. Well, yeah. Um, so apparently they, it gets the name Elmo because it has glowing red eyes. That's about... I thought it would be called Elmo because Elmo Elmental Elmental. No, no, just the glowing no. red eyes. No, That's, glowing red eyes that have it. nothing to do with Elmo or an element. All right, <laughs> Central Ohio. Woo. Right. <laughs> so, um, do you know what an elemental is? Yes, it's the reason why you always have a druid in your party. Yes, basically. Yeah. It's a spirit that's meant to represent the el four elements of. Yep. Yeah, you keep yeah. a cleric to turn the undead, and you keep the druid to, you know, like, for the elementals, and then you got to have, a, like, a fighter to, to, like, beat things up. Right. Because the other guys have low hit points. <laughs> Basically, yes. And, and they, they typically are meant to be good and, and you know, out in nature and, and things like that. But sometimes, from what I understand, they are not... Nice not always. They sometimes, not always. Sometimes have a bad day. Sometimes have a bad day. Like there is an elemental that apparently haunts Lep Castle. I hesitate to mention that place in this episode because every time we try to do an episode on that, everything, every time, every single time something happens to the episode, either it gets deleted or it gets totally fucked up or I don't know. Anyway, so Elmo the elemental lives at Mansfield Performatory. All right. So it's not a human ghost, but an element appearing in many, many guest photos. A shining and familiar red glow like the Muppet named Elmo. Because <laughs> that's what I always think of when I think of Elmo, a shiny red glow. Yeah. Shiny red glowing eyes. I think yeah. of, I mean, I would have gone with Rudolph the Elemental, but all right, that's just me. Um, <laughs> Barney. God. <laughs> so Elmo has no shape and causes feelings of fear and anger in visitors. Apparently, it is believed to be dangerous. Me so far, <laughs> Edward the Elemental. Um, it's believed to be dangerous because apparently accidents tend to happen whenever he appears and whenever people see him. Guests are pushed uh, on the stairs or they're hit with something unseen. Photo evidence usually uh, you all you see is a red glow in your photos, which could huh. be overexposure or it could be this Muppet demon thingy. <laughs> or it's it's um, showgirls and she wants to get the lead. Oh yeah, push you down the stairs and throw beads on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of showgirls in this prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Elmo>. <laughs> okay, uh, back to Elmo, the elemental. 
Uh, they say if if uh, the light in your photographs is bright red, then Elmo is posing. I don't know how they know that. Yeah, there yeah you exactly. Go. Jazz hands. Uh, if there is a cluster of three red orbs. No, there orbs. would be spirit fingers. Oh, spirit oh, fingers. Get it? I get it. See what spirit I did there? I'll be here all week. All right. Your yeah, I'm going home. You guys have this. <laughs> um, however, if there is a cluster of three red orbs, a rotten. Here we go again. A rotten smell will soon follow. Like I smell of death. Like so many potty jokes for this place. There I don't. Is. <laughs> Right? Didn't, we didn't see this at all. So apparently, right, let's tour it. No thanks, I'm good. Um, a group walked through one room as this decay, rotten, decomposition smell rolled in. Ooh. Looking around and each accusing the other of something, <laughs> then all of a sudden every camera shut off. Uh, they then left the room, they retreated to the administration wing where Helen performs, and the smell was gone and all the cameras turned back on. This so. smell should, this should have been replaced by roses. By roses. By yeah. roses. Were they not paying attention? They weren't, yeah, they weren't listening to my earlier portion of the podcast. So I am actually going Worst to... Worst tourist ever. Right. Uh, I have two more places I want to talk about. One is really quick, and then I'm going to wrap mm. it up with Phoebe Wise. Uh, the Inmate Cemetery. Now... There are 215 markers as a final um, honor to the men that died there either by influenza, tuberculosis, and violence. I'm guessing the ones that were executed were maybe their families. I don't know. They're, yeah. they don't, they're not mentioned. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, yes, question <laughs> in the back. I, I, I thought of something that I should have thought of long ago. Is there a women's wing to this, or is there a, a nearby women's prison, or is what what happened with the murdering women? Let's stab, stab. let's let's uh, talk to our historical person, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> He'll look it up. He'll In the meantime, you go about your business while uh -huh. we put him to work. So now there isn't actually too much to report from the cemetery. The only reason that I bring it up is because. It's a I th cemetery. I think it's interesting. They're typically haunted. But nobody can know that about this particular cemetery because you're not allowed to investigate it. The reason you're not allowed to investigate it is because the current working prison, the cemetery of Mansfield, sits on its property. So, so they just moved the tombstones and didn't move <laughs> the bodies? No, they, the, the old cemetery, the land the old cemetery is on, is on now what is now the new prison. Didn't you say it was some, it was on the west side? Mm -hmm. or, yep. Yeah. So the old prison cemetery is on new prison cemetery, or new prison land. So because it is actually part of the new prison, yeah. it's patrolled by guards. But they didn't build the new prison on the cemetery. No. They just oh, okay. That's built what I'm picturing. Next, right. <laughs> they just <laughs> built it next to it. And I, I mean, it's, it's got the fencing and the razor wire and stuff like that, but it's still considered new prison land that the old cemetery is on. So they won't allow you to, onto it because obviously you're encroaching on actual prison. Workspace. Right. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. The cemetery yeah. sits on restricted space, so mm. nobody can investigate it or go out there at all. Uh, did you find it? Well, um, it's called the Ohio Reformatory for Women. And um, there's no history on the website, but it looks like it's but a building. But they do have a correction officer of the year. They do. Oh, and who's that? Let's yeah, give let's a give out. a shout out. Is it the short dude? I'm assuming so. 
Well, because look at him. He's like all short. You want to pick him up and dress him like a sailor. <laughs> like Robert the doll. There's, oh God. Yeah, there's literally not much. No information. But there, there is a women's there's prison. There's pictures, yeah. Okay. And, and the, if it is you, short guy, congratulations. Good what job. Well good done. Good job, well buddy. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do a harder working job than I do. <laughs> uh, and that we do here yeah, at the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so how old would you say that building is? Um, it looks, it's probably, runs about to be the same age. I mean, it looks, it the looks, same age it, as looks the... it looks like Cape Cod style. Okay. I like how he looked at me like, you know what you I'm know talking about. You know what I'm about. talking I'm about. Like, sure, okay, yeah, No, it's on. cobblestone, um, white dormers, slat, slate gray roof tiles. Did they take the picture when on a day when all the flags were at half mast? Yes, they did. Oh, that's awful. That's odd. But, but yeah, there, there yeah. you go. So there we go. All right, then. Completely non-useful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did satisfy your curiosity. Yeah, really. I did it, though. Yeah. Shit, okay. All right, so my last um, person that we're going to talk about is Phoebe Wise. Now, she lived um, in a farmhouse next to the prison on Reformatory Road in the late 1800s. Um, okay. She... Locals remember the lilacs and a beautiful lily pond owned by Phoebe Wise. However, Roses and lilacs. And lilacs. <laughs> this the is lilacs the house down the street. And the lily oh, yeah, pond. But it sounds like a lovely area to just hang out in. It is. Yeah. The it women is. smell like flowers. Yeah, and right? The men <laughs> nice. leave like weird dead cabbage smells behind them in a waft of air. Ohio is a magical place. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm not being, for our Ohio listeners, I believe that I have been there. You are a magical place. Um, let's see. The I haven't. Locals... I think you're magical because you may not really exist. <laughs> Ohio is a rumor. Um, <laughs> Just like Australia. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Madagascar. Uh, locals remember the lilacs and a beautiful lily pond that she owned. However, the townsfolk always thought she was insane because she could always be seen having full conversations with her horse, her dogs, and many stray cats. So, just like any one of us. Yeah, that's not crazy. No, that's not crazy at all. Not at all. Either that or we all are, too. For sure, we are. (laughs) For sure. As are people that listen to us talk about how we talk. To our animals. Okay. Yeah, that's just Love the, you guys. That's just the the weird viruses in their poop. <laughs> oh, the cats. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God. Okay, moving on. This woman did not work, um, and money issues actually caused her to have to sell half of her land. For some reason, though, the townsfolk got it in their head that she was rich, and that she didn't trust banks, so they she kept all of her money in her home. Oh, this is a bad recipe. It is. It is. Uh, So people thought that there was a fortune stuffed somewhere in her house. So on Christmas Eve in 1891, three men decided they were going to go find it. So in the middle of the night, Phoebe heard something. She walked into the sitting room to see the men in her home holding guns pointed at her with bandanas over their faces. So they were maybe Wild West train robbers. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Um, That's what I picture. Uh, Vatos. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, Vatos of Ohio. Oh, my God. One of them jumped up and squeezed Phoebe's throat as the other yelled, where is the money? 
Uh, she coughed out, I will show you, but she didn't move, so they tied her to a chair, lit a torch, and burned her feet while she screamed. All the while demanding, where is the money? So she led them to a diamond ring, a gold watch, a chain, and some cash, but no treasure. So the men left her tied to the chair, and frustrated, they sat in the kitchen and ate the pie she made while deciding how to share what little loot they did get from her before they left. Okay, those are not vatos, because vatos were raised by kind women, and they would have shared mm -hmm. some pie. <laughs> These guys did give fuck. Yeah. No. Um, so anyway, they left, and police did arrest the men because she was able to, once they left, she was able to untie herself and holler for police. So they were arrested. And, however, none of them spent any time in jail. That's the end of that particular story. However, the crime apparently brought a lot of attention to Phoebe, and everybody was fascinated by, you know, the whole story. And it caught the attention of a stranger named Jacob, who developed an unhealthy fixation with her, and he began to stalk her. Good lord. Yeah. Without the internet? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's, a That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to stop oh. somebody without the internet. Um, thank God I have the internet, because all of you that I stalk is super easy. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine sending the threatening texts via pigeon? Carrier pigeon? Yeah. Right? <laughs> God. I liked what you were wearing last night. I liked what you were wearing three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Please so, feed my pigeon and return. <laughs> I turned your pigeon over to the police. They're on to you. They're on to you, yeah. <laughs> right. All your pigeons. The you police imagine? just have a collection of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie with that, though. I can't remember what movie that is. Where they actually do use, I think it's a, a, an apocalyptic type of thing, and they actually start using homing pigeons, carrying oh. carrier oh, pigeons. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Jacob starts stalking her the hard way, the old hard way. Yeah. And uh, he would visit the reformatory roadhouse where she lived with her beautiful lilacs and her cats and her horses. And, and her burned feet. And her burned feet. Oh. Uh, he'd visit the house many nights. He would tap on the window, knock at the door, and watch her through the windows. Wow. Mm. That's pro level right there. God, can't you just hack into her webcam? That's <laughs> what I was thinking. God. Anyway, yeah, I'm already exhausted. And then just you listening. don't have to look at her weird All the effort he put in. God. Okay, okay. You know what? Stalking people is bad, guys. We are not condoning it. And we'll not, get messages. And, you know, <laughs> the feet, things happen to feet. People, some people don't like feet. Yeah, Edward, Edward doesn't like feet. It's um, not <laughs> All right, no more about Edward's proclivities. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Jacob said that Phoebe's beautiful piano music would entice him to go into the house. So now he's just coming in. Good Lord. Was the beautiful music her talking to cats? I get, well, she played piano. So anyway, on this night, he assaulted Phoebe. So he assaults her the night that he uh, breaks in after hearing her beautiful piano cat music. And he was arrested and went to jail. He was later transferred to an insane asylum before being released. And not reformed, the very first place he went was straight back to Phoebe's house. 
Yeah. Uh, in May 1898, Jacob yelled through an open window, marry me or kill me, Phoebe Wise. She what did she choose? The latter. Yay! <laughs> uh, she pointed a rifle through the window and fired instantly, killing the disturbed man. And the Mansfield News Journal said it best the next day as, quote, Phoebe Wise rids herself of an intolerable nuisance. And she was not, uh, she was not ever charged. So Basically, she, she changed her passwords the hard way. The hard way, <laughs> yes. Uh, she did die in 1933 of an old age, and the famed house was left abandoned, but not for long. Locals who believed in the treasure still being there oh my God. broke in. Uh, they tore apart the floors and the walls, but no treasure was ever found. So the power of believing in... Jeez. Yeah, it, I'll tell you. Um, however, the house no longer stands. It is a dis distant memory in that empty field, according to the article I read. But Phoebe is still there. Uh, she is frequently seen um, walking along Reformatory Road at night. And she has also been seen staring out of the windows of the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, she can't seem to move on. Some people suspect this is because of the trauma that she endured while she was living there. Um, Have you tried moving on on burnt feet? I, right? Yeah. But as a spirit. You can only go so far every day before you're like going, I'm tired. I'm I, really, need I'm I, need, I need some liniment. I need some liniment. Some ghost liniment. Because some ghost liniment. Uh, Yo, cat, bring me some liniment, liniment. now. <laughs> Quit singing. Go get me some liniment. Uh, she is relatively harmless, but she is liable to startle folks that aren't aware that she's there. Uh, she can often be seen heading toward the reformatory on the road, either in pursuit of police aid or to fetch water from the spring nearby. She's often seen for her, for her feet. For her feet. People or just for her bring cats. her the, the water. That's right. a long way for a ghost to walk with bad feet. She might be, that might be a residual haunt though. One that is just on a loop and doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. isn't reacting to its environment. Um, however, some claim that she has actually tried to hitch a ride back from the prison to her home. Um, her appearance can be alarming. Apparently during her life, her stooped form and state of dress, uh, combined with her reputation for shouting angrily at passers-by, <laughs> uh, convinced local children that she was a witch. So This poor woman. This poor woman can't catch a break even in death. Okay, and I'm just really curious, uh, listeners, how many of you, the moment that she said stooped form, did you catch yourself sitting up straight? You just... <laughs> yeah. Every time someone says something says, like, oh, like, they're hunched. Oh, oh, I need to sit right. up. <laughs> That's funny. I never noticed that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is what I have for the ghosts at Ohio State Reformatory. I think it's a really cool place. I now that especially Archie, since you've said you've been there and mm -hmm. said it's beautiful, I definitely want to go. Also want to go because you know Shawshank was filmed there, and I think what else? Uh, what, uh, that turn? No, not Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch was one. No. Yep. Tango and Cash. That's who it was. That's Am completely I that different. Wrong. Thelma <laughs> and Louise. It was. It's Tango and Cash. I. Th yeah. It's not Turner and Hooch. I. I think it's Tango and Cash. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> okay. You said it's really pretty, and they've got stuff and going on and everything. Did. Did. Uh, this is gonna sound like a joke question. It's not. <laughs> Do they have like? Facilities at which a person could stay the night? Um, no. So, I actually, let's talk about that for a second. Um, 
at the end of, I mean, and you've listened to the show, so you know that at the end of every episode, then we give the website and, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. of the locations. So, the Mansfield, um, or the Ohio State Reformatory website is www.mrps.org. Now, tours are offered in guided and self-guided options. Right. I remember Pricing that. does run... From thirteen to twenty dollars, guided tours are offered regularly between June and August, and with that ticket, you also do get access to the self-guided route as well. Uh, they do not have any overnight um, tours that you can that you can book. That is pretty, isn't it? He's, he's like looking at it right now. Yeah, and it's I'm like beautiful. thinking, you got that whole sixth floor that smells like roses. Right. Rent those out for the night. Yeah. So they hey, don't Ohio, have that. extra money. Exactly, but what they do have... I'm sure you could use it for something. Like one of the bus existing. tours, one of the bus tours that I need to go on is the Shawshank bus tour. Excuse me, I'd have a drink. Yeah, so you Tango, get to climb out of a sewer? Tango and Cash, you are correct. Yay! And Air Force One. Air Force One, yeah, it was in the prisoner exchange when yep. they lead him out at night. And there are a couple of other, like a ton of big movies were filmed there. Oh, the Bengals were there. <laughs> You secretly knew that. He's, he's quickly checking quickly to see whether scanning. I'm making <laughs> see if I'm making that up. He's lying. <laughs> Is he lying? I am so lying. Yeah. Oh. God smack Marilyn Manson. God smack okay, that. Yeah. My Marilyn Manson. That makes much more Little sense. Little Wayne. Yeah. Ooh, was ICP there? No. Mm. I'm like the skinny world's... puppy. No. No. Okay. I'm possibly the world's oldest and most in unexpected. ICP fan. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Shawshank bus tours are available now. They are only on Saturdays and Sundays. You can tour the Shawshank Trail. You will visit 11 <clears throat> filming locations in three hours. It is led by a professional guide. You will finish with a walking tour of Shawshank Prison, including Andrew, uh, and you will use Andy Dufresne's entrance. It you is know what, age... you use his exit? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it is age 13 and up, rain or shine. Our maximum number of guests is 12, and the minimum number of guests is 6. The total for the tour is actually four and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a long tour. Um, Did this they tour, feed you? No. Ah, the tour on. is available on Saturdays and Sundays only with a start time of noon, and it is closed on the holidays, so if you do want to learn more, you can contact them at 419-522-2644. Their email is info at mrps.org, and they are located at 100 Reformatory Road in Mansfield, Ohio, 44905. All right. And there we have it. Very good. Yay. Whoop. Woohoo. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So, yeah, that is Ohio State Reformatory, and it is for Trinity. And All right. Yes, my, happy my birthday. Buddy. Super happy birthday. early, but still happy birthday. <laughs> Listen to the podcast, Trinity. Listen to the podcast, Trinity. Text her now. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hurry, I'm going to watch my And she's yet. not dead. She's not dead. It's not a memoriam. Um, uh-oh, Siri, shut up. Oh. <laughs> Frickin' Siri. All right, now... It's worse than cats. Now, Edward, I thought you had mentioned that you wanted to add something to yes, the end of Yes, Edward has... Yes, he has a special shout-out that he would like to give. Oh, um, I just wanted to mention... Um, I'm actually on the board with um, Joshua Tree Feeding Program. Uh, we're a local feeding program for people with HIV and AIDS. Uh, been in operation for over 30 years, which makes yeah. us one of the, um, if not one of, I think we're the oldest locally run 
um, HIV organizations in the country. Oh, wow. wow, okay. So now what exactly I, I, do you guys... We may be in the top five or something, I, I may be, but we're one of the oldest. One of the oldest? Yeah. So you're a feeding program. What exactly do you guys do? Um, we are set up... Well, I mean, we, we give up food. We distribute food, but <laughs> as compared to most other places, when you go to a food... There's a reason why we don't call ourselves a food bank. Okay. We're not a food bank. You're not going to show up and get a box. Okay, okay. Um, what happens is we actually set up the distribution room and you when you show up on Wednesdays you can go through and select what you want we want to empower people with HIV to be able to make choices and not feel like they're being a burden or like okay. they're getting handouts or whatever right no they get to make choices okay with, that's wonderful. when so many choices have been taken away from them okay um, and if you don't want a can of cream corn, well, then don't grab a can of cream corn. You don't have to. Okay. Um, during the month, we also will um, do uh, toiletries. That's what this magic hand gesture oh, is that no like, one can see make, on the podcast. Making, making hats. Yeah. Making uh, um. three syllables. <laughs> Sounds like toiletries. Yeah, because nothing sounds like toiletries. Um, but um, we also do distribute toiletries a couple times a month. Okay. Um, and we also have a sister program for pet food. Oh, okay. Because we found out that a lot of our clients were taking the food home that they're supposed to be eating and feeding and their pets. Feeding their you shouldn't, pets. You shouldn't have to choose whether no. to feed your pet or not. You shouldn't go hungry because you had to buy a $30 bag of food. Which is really, arguably, my favorite part of the program. Wow, it's, okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that people are doing that, feeding their pets their food, but that you guys yeah. have a sister program. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, we're always up, up for donations. Um, I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret, and that is every charitable organization out there loves getting donate like with us where we do food we love getting food everybody loves getting cash because okay. we have access to buying more food than what you can donate but we need the money to get that food oh okay okay do you see what i'm saying yeah for yeah, sure we Virtually Plus, every you know what you need. Like, if you have a surplus of cream corn, and really what you need is, you know, other things, you can go out and purchase those yeah, items. Yeah, just like places that help people help clothe people. Yeah. You know, they love getting your clothing donations, but at the same time, they most likely have access to buying more food, more um, clothing than what you can actually donate. What they would actually get is so donations. Okay. If you have money, that's great to donate to any organization. Right. Um, but if you don't, donate what you can. Uh, okay. We're always looking for volunteers also. Okay. Okay. Uh, we do pickups every day of the week. Do you do pickups all over the valley? Or yes. So if somebody is in, say, Whitman... Uh, our pickups are typically not in with individuals, okay. per se. Oh, okay. uh, usually it's like we're going to be doing pickups at Fry's. Oh, but then okay. we have to we have to take our van, come back, and we unload, and then we need help sorting and just and getting rid of like the the things that we can't use and all that. Okay. So. Okay. 
every day of the week we are doing stuff like that. We have stuff going on at night. Tonight, which this will be coming out after this happens, but yes. tonight we have, um, we're doing World's AIDS Day, AIDS Day um, Memorial Quilt. Uh, they're doing a concert okay. for that. And okay. so we had to set up 13 quilts, AIDS quilts, and hang them up downtown. Oh, wow. And okay. that's what we spent all yesterday doing was doing these quilts to, okay. because we had to handle them very delicately because these are people's memories. Yeah. And people's loved ones. Okay. So, guys, just so that you know, today that we're recording this episode is Sunday, December 1st, which is World AIDS Day. So that's yeah. what that's what uh, Edward is talking about. When My this airs, Facebook it'll be has so much AIDS. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, His Facebook page, page, what did we say earlier, has all the has AIDS? all the AIDS. <laughs> My Facebook page has all the AIDS, man. Okay, so where... And um, in two days, you can wish me a happy birthday if you wish. We shall. But you'll never be able to find me on Facebook because I have the weirdest Facebook name. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Kidding. <laughs> um, how can people go and find you online? Uh, we have a website, mm -hmm. uh, jtfp.org. Okay. We are a nonprofit organization. We are recognized legally as such, so okay. we are we are a 501c3. Okay, perfect. Uh, it, we can do things for taxes and all that. It's if anybody a, needs a form or whatever, right. okay. Right. Um, we try to, the website sometimes falls by the wayside just because we we have limited volunteers. Okay. Uh, we do also have a Facebook page. Okay, great. Uh, uh, we try to keep everything up to date as much as possible. Okay. But. And it's Joshua Tree Feeding Program. Joshua Tree Feeding Program, not Joshua Tree Park. That takes you to a whole other a thing. A whole other with, thing. Uh, with trees and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we get calls for them. Oh, do you really? We do. Oh, my God. Speaking We'd of, like to donate some, some trees to you. Do we, do we just we bring really food straight to the park? Is yeah. that how yeah. yeah. well, We don't understand why your trees need a brisket, but we have one. We have some. Okay, um, speaking of, how can folks call you that actually want to be a part of the feeding program and not the park? Um, What's your number? Uh, the number, I'll be honest, I rarely call, so I will... Can you... Are we okay? Yeah, I, I would have to get my my card and everything. Okay, not a problem. We'll we'll Archie's. Yeah, on I'm it. so accustomed to doing the web website and the Facebook page. I never think think about actually. Oh, we have a phone number. Um, so uh, what is our phone number? I think I beat Archie. Six zero two two six four zero two two three, is what the internet says. All right. What address does it have? It has uh, 214 East Willetta. That is us. Okay, great. There used to be an old address uh, lingering around, so. Oh, to okay. Make sure. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're uh, right down the street from the Central Phoenix Library. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's okay, so right. you need volunteers, donations um, of any sort of non perishable items, non perishable and items. also cash donations as well. I know that a lot of people, especially around the holidays, they, they do donate and they donate money to various organizations. So please give Joshua Tree Feeding Program and not the park <laughs> a consideration. Um, and this is on behalf of like all, um, also all uh, charities and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, don't forget that non-holiday months 
are just as important. Doing the same job as what we were doing during the holiday months. Yes. And those are, our dry months are during the summer. Are they? Yeah, we okay. struggle during the summer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we All have right. to provide everything like we did during the winter. So, and yeah. the same thing happens with shelters. The need doesn't go away just because yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, jtfp.org. All the information's right there. And Great. Yeah, it's I am the most inappropriate person to be the spokesperson. I mean, as you can tell, duty. <laughs> I still. <laughs> but so donate puppy pants. <laughs> we have boxes of those, and actually, we take donations of anything. Of anything, okay. Anything okay, because, and everything. Yeah, because if we can't use it, we do talk to other organizations in town, and we will help them out when we can. As well. Okay. So yeah, we take any valid Wonderful. donations. You know? Okay. All right. You know, we don't need Wonderful. your beer bottles, but at the same time, right. we'll. Nobody wants your bottle cap collection. Right. Uh, <laughs> just because you're moving in trying to clean out your goddamn garage. We don't need it. <laughs> but you'd be amazed at how many, like, old laptops we've taken in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Great. Well, we will put um, the website and the phone number and the address up on our um, episode notes. So, you guys can look for it there. And again, you can also find them on Facebook. And yeah, the this interwebs. is a really yep. the interwebs. Yeah, you know, do a little stalking. And in the future, if I'm ever on, I'll give you. Uh, yeah, the, for sure. We'll do the shorter version of all of this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For Great. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Or she's like, I like the short version of stuff. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Sorry, Edward. All he's, right. Well, no, that's he's fine. a time stickler. He's not. I'm oh, just, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. That's great. Okay, great. Well, um, I believe that is it for us. But everybody, please, please listen to this brief ad for our sponsor, Love Heals Rescue. You have anything else to say, Arch? I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, Edward, thank you so thank much you for being much. with thank us. This you. has been a lot of fun. Poor Archie. But, you oh. know, <laughs> he lives with you, so I, I don't feel that bad. I mean, I feel bad for him, too, but still hearing it out loud. Right, wow. now it's on the internet in a podcast forever. Oh, she's like... <laughs> For having to live with me. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, we'll everybody. see you next week Bye. when we talk about all things Krampus. Krampus, oh, Krampus, oh, oh. Krampus. I love Krampus. Yay, you could be on that episode, too. All right. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love Heals Rescue is a nonprofit organization that believes every dog in need deserves a second chance at a new life. Love Heals wants to partner with the community to help as many dogs as possible find loving homes, while also helping dogs in need in the area, such as providing a last litter program where the mother dog is fixed and returned or adopted, and all of the puppies are fixed, examined by a vet, microchipped, and adopted out to help with the overpopulation of dogs in the area. Love Heals Rescue cannot continue to help the community without a dedicated foster network. Please consider becoming a foster. You can find them on Facebook by searching Love Heals Rescue. Help, Help us, us be a part, part of the solution. solution.